everyone and welcome back to another episode of the black coffee comments podcast it is i your lovely host ty black and culture and here with me your other lovely host space Lloyd eight and welcome again uh just again thank you guys so much for your support if you are new to this podcast hello hello we review comics and other types of sequential art such as manga webtoons comics and more and we have an amazing rating system lord why don't you break down the rating system to them yeah so we have uh the way that we rate our comics is based on kind of levels of caffeine so the same thing that you might be enjoying while you indulge in our reviews so it all comes down to what the the comics that we review may leave you with so you have the blonde roast as a very base where you know i might not even finish the issue that i'm on let alone the series one that does that leaves a lot to be desired um that can use a lot of improvement right above that we have medium uh medium roast so for those it may be one that it's not necessarily like horrible and it may leave some elements to be desired but i would at least finish the the issues or the the set that i'm on currently um and then above that though you have blonde ropes which have a either a refreshing take or they they tackle subjects or elements well so you definitely would love to read or finish and to see all the way through uh, but then above that we have the espresso tier and with espressos it could be something that reinvents the wheel something that's so refreshing to see that you gotta even tell your friends about it ones that we can't wait to share that's the absolute cream of the crop absolutely just by the way it's dark roast that's the bottom tier it's okay i didn't want to interrupt while while, while you was given the the review breakdown but anyway uh let's go ahead and get into the coffee the the books the comic books on the coffee table i am tongue-tied already goodness gracious uh today we were reviewing uh tuskegee airs volume one uh which was uh written or the story is by marcus williams and greg burnham the art by marcus williams and we are also doing a search for Sadika as well. Uh, for search for Sadika, who was the um, who's the story and art by? If you could remind me, Mr. Lloyd. Uh, the story and the art for search for Sadika, starting with the writer, uh, also Greg Burnham. Uh, the line work for it was done by Shannon uh, Sapinter and then Patricia De DeGeisen. And then coloring and lettering was by also by Patricia DeGeisen and cover art by Marcus Williams. Oh, snap. Uh, so we'll go ahead and get started with Tuskegee Airs first uh, and give you that. So um, I don't know. Tuskegee Airs is hard for me to describe for some reason, like in like a brief overview. Uh, but Lord, I'm gonna give the overview and you let me know if it's kind of on point. So basically, Tuskegee Airs takes place in 
a somewhat distant future, not too, too far ahead uh, of where we are here in 2022. Technology has definitely flourished, blossomed, and uh, excelled what, anything that we have here in the in the now. And also during this time, there's there's been some wars and things, some conflict as things happen. And we have our protagonist, this group that has called themselves the Tuskegee Heirs. Um, and what are their names? We have... Uh, Slip, Genesis, Ayana, Omar, and what's Abel? Abel, thank you. I don't know why I forgot it. And Abel, who have now basically joined together as this uh, pilot air fighting group against the IUF, uh, basically this group that is trying to prevent them and stop them from doing what. That's where I say like my memory is a little bit foggy with this. I'm not exactly sure what it is they're trying to stop but whatever they're trying to stop they are working very hard to do so that just about sums it up yeah, i don't want to spoil anything there is a, there are some other details i could give but i feel like it would spoil the story so i'm not going to do that i want you to read the story for yourself um let's go ahead and get right to the review so starting off with the artwork what are your what are your thoughts on the artwork um, I, I would definitely say overall for uh, the artwork for Tuskegee Airs, I feel like it carried the entire. Uh, it's it's so strong and so dynamic that it it carried the entire composition. Usually, you try to find that balance and unity between the the artwork and the story, you know. But inevitably, one may have more pull than the other. But from the, the cover art that I had seen before getting an opportunity to read it to page after page of keeping that same level of expertise, it was something that had me so excited to read it just because I looked at it on first impression. Uh, cover art is dope. The action scenes, they, they flow really, really well. Um, I love the designs of how they have some of the planes, old and new. Uh, the characters themselves with their different hair textures and styles. Um, the color palette also works with like it's it's all within. So the line work for the characters, the the color choices where the right things are supposed to pop at the right time from bullets. Can't tell if they're really bullets or lasers, but they're like they're definitely more like laser laser beams, laser bursts than bullets. There's I don't I don't think I saw a single bullet and the and the art well i think the i think the colonel uh colonel mars who brings all the kids in so uh i think he might have bullets but they don't they don't look different it, it looks like an old school shotgun but it just doesn't have like a bullet spray yeah, he has like the triple barrel like shotgun thing but it doesn't have bullets it's like a laser gun yeah but i mean besides that um i did like the i really did appreciate how good the artwork is like really really big kudos to marcus williams you could tell he took the time to really do the 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 idea justice absolutely um, now as far uh, as like um on that what about for the uh like the layout for like the page um, flow and things like that how do you think it works i think i like the page flow overall um 
when you're when you're talking about page flow and and basically how you get from one scene to the next i think it does a very good job of of placing everything where it is you don't have to necessarily guess where the next movement is going to come from if a character starts to the left you know they're going to end up on the right if a ball is thrown from the right you know it's going to end up on the left or you know you you can see that the there was time taken in making sure that the page flowed well so definitely like the page flow i think the layout is pretty comprehensible however uh there i did see there was a formatting issue i don't i don't necessarily think that's like an art thing it's more like a like final production type situation um i have the volume one book so it's like has issues one two and three in it um in the volume one book in issue three like there's like three pages, so it'd be like six pages front and back, um, where the formatting was off, so the page was blown over a little bit, so there was some text cut off. Um, for me, it's not like a, a huge, like, gripe pick, picky thing that I'm gonna grill anybody over. One, because I've seen professional publications that have years in the game that put out a book, sometimes the formatting is wrong. You know, books that should have no issues, sometimes they do. And you know, it's a, it's a small indie company. Not saying that forgives anybody for anybody who's gonna harp on those kind of things, but that's just not something that I'm gonna put a lot of emphasis on. However, it is a really important thing, I think, for final production for the overall look of your book um, when you're publishing something to make sure that your formatting is uh, good on every page. Um, so I'm not sure exactly. Maybe it's just my copy, but um, that is something I noticed when I was going through. But everything else, like, like you said, I like the art. I think the art does a really good job of balancing a lot of different elements of perspective, art, um, color palette, character design, like everything was just the art was had almost no notes almost no notes on this art like the art is is top tier it's about as best as you can get from an artist really wonderful work yeah the art the art and more art right the art um, the art every every almost every page i wanted yeah. to make a poster out yeah, of it's, and it's put nice. They even play uh, with it really well for some for some parts. Like there are some there are some gems in there, like an issue two, and an issue three. Uh, you can kind of tell what what uh, what movie they pulled an idea from. Oh yeah. Um, and they and the way that they portrayed it looked really really cool. Um, whether it was an explosion in the background, somebody's pressed against the clock to to accomplish one mission and objective it's really cool how they played it and i just love i love when a i love when a when an artist can do black people hair anybody can do a flowing elegant palomino elf every it's just easy to have it flow look like it's in the wind but when you have not only one texture it's not like everybody had an afro everybody right. had their own personality expressed in their character design which kind of transitions to the character and and like background dedication because it's tricky we've had some uh comics that we reviewed here where you can tell that the the passion stopped at the concept art and usually for comics you can tell that because the the background doesn't get as much effort or dedication as the characters themselves you don't get that here the way that you said that sounded hurt. It sounded it's it came from a place of pain. It hurts to watch it. It hurts to read it. You know that friend, I'm here for you. No, it's it's <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you know. 
you're, you're definitely not wrong. Um, one thing I will say I really enjoyed about this character design, uh, the character design is that, as you mentioned, the characters definitely have very unique designs. There's clear height differences. Um, I even like the definition on the characters. Like these characters, um, like I mentioned, they're, well, uh, to elaborate a little bit further, these characters are not just like fighter, pli uh, you know, fighter pilot people. They, you know, they have some military, some basic military training. Um, and they really, you know, you can tell that they train. You can tell that they've done the pull-ups and the push-ups, or at least that they have a background in some kind of physical activity. Because yeah. there's definition and there, there's definition in their body. You can see their muscles outlined. You can see their physiques but it's not nothing like super these are these are relatively children maybe i say relatively no nah, i don't <laughs> not like hmm. preteen, but like you know that mid to late teens maybe like 15 16 uh kind of age almost 17 so yeah. you know they, they but they look like kids and i think that's always really nice to show that you can draw children that are physically fit that are are that are black that have different hair that have different skin textures body shapes and it doesn't have to be weird you don't have to make it weird mikasa but also you could you don't have to make it look really cartoony and childish and <laughs> you don't have to make it super cartoony childish and like super playful all of these things can can come in be very uh in a very mature way so i really i really like the character designs uh I also like the uh, uh, the Colonel de design. What's his name? Colonel Colonel Mars. He's yep, like Colonel the guy, Mars. as you mentioned. He brings all the kids together. I like the fact that he was like this. He was this big man, you know, like this tall, dark skin, chocolate, just 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 man, 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 man. Had broad shoulders. You could tell he probably benches like. 450 that's two humans on each side man's yep. a rock <laughs> yep okay mm -hmm. man, man, man's a rock is that something is that something yes. if i say he's a yes, rock it is. okay well simp squirrels in my pants here i am um <laughs> uh yeah i mean but you you're not wrong i will say though one thing that i didn't uh that that seemed off for me because now we're switching into what did the cover art do did it match what you had in the contents now even though the art style is consistent for the issue that uh, for the volume that we got the very first cover art uh, which covers the whole book has each of them with their own unique super sci-fi looking weapons which you don't oh, see true. in any of the first three issues so when i first that. went in i'm like oh i'm geek oh this is tuskegee but no they got future weapons Each one of them has a crossbow another one has sword and a sickle where are they and by the end of issue three i was still like gun. Yeah, yeah a machine gun and i'm like okay okay i'm gonna see this at some point i don't know how it's gonna fit but I, I looked forward to seeing the contrast between their old school like red-tailed respectful uniform and this futuristic weapon weapon that never shows up not any of the five so it was it, it, there was an expectation set from what you first visually see 
that doesn't happen elsewhere. It might happen in issue four or five. Hey, that's not saying perhaps it'll happen later, perchance. But it doesn't show <laughs> in the first three, and that's the one that it prefaced with. So why not save also, that art you know, for four and sometimes five? Sometimes in cover art, you know, sometimes in cover art, they they may do something that doesn't happen yet, or it is planned to happen. I mean, I get you. It definitely does set a different expectation. However, from my knowledge of like covers, sometimes the covers that you do have nothing to do with the story, or sometimes the cover you do are is like foreshadowing for something to come. So like, it, it if you were expecting those futuristic weapons that are on the cover, you're not gonna get them. However, like then why I'm put not, them there? It's not some. I get you. I'm I'm not saying you're wrong, but for me personally, that would not be something I hold against the book only as like uh i would say perhaps maybe next time use a different because i think this is like the base cover volume that you can get for this for this because we got it off the uh the kickstarter so oh this I is think, from like so this is like final production from kickstarter uh well at least the copy i got I, it was it was got off of kickstarter so gotcha. um if gotcha. you were to go on their website, you can see, so like the volume cover is different from like the issue covers. So like issue one, you'll see that the cover fits the issue better. Issue two, the cover fits that issue. I think it fits the issue better. I think the issue covers definitely fit it, but the, the volume covers maybe is more like foreshadowing for something to come next. Sure. I can't really say. But just I for the cover art that from. we saw. Right. I get just where you're coming from though. Don't, don't promise it. Cause it, I'm not, I can't be the only one that's like, oh, what, what happened to that? machine gun they held they had variant art covers as well that they could have used so it's just one of those things like i know this wasn't the only art that you had but it was one that had elements that might not have made it to the final cut or the final floor so it would have it would have just been that much less to to bring up or to notice if you just picked a different picked a different choice because the other ones were just as good some of them That's even true. had like a little bit less cartoonish and more like more deeply shaded and and kind of gritty kind of look which could have worked too so but yeah i did I it, overall for the art it was it was cool yeah art's still 10 out of 10. i i, I wouldn't even say 9 out of 10. the art is literally 10 out of 10. um but one now that we've gone over all of the art that does push us directly into the story contents which um my personal opinion that's where i kind of have some issues with the story uh you know i gotta be transparent with y'all it took me a while to get through this book uh i read through it i read through the half of the first issue once i read finally read through the full first issue a little while ago but i think yesterday and today is the first time i've read the whole book all the way through um I, I, I will say in, in journal, it's not because the book is bad. I don't think the book is bad and I'm being completely honest and transparent. And I don't even think it has to do with the book not being made for me because sometimes like when I reviewed Berserker, I said maybe that book just isn't for me. Uh, or, you know, for whatever reason, there's a handful of books I, I just don't connect with. Um, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's, it's attributed to two things. The first is I feel like the book moves at breakneck speed to get to its points. Um, and there are some elements of the story that don't quite make a lot of sense. 
and not just like oh they're holding off this information till they get to the next issue but just like story elements that even when you get to that next issue you're just like well why why didn't i get this information earlier to kind of confirm what comes later um so but Ty, the, the art what do you <laughs> the, mean the art is beautiful and i like i said i think the story is is good too but like prime example like when i was given the overview like i couldn't really give you like what this story is about like be honest with you can you tell me what tuskegee airs is about like without looking at an overview can you tell me like linearly what the what the book is about like what it has what is what is the end goal no i don't and i don't i don't necessarily have an idea i think in the in their in their timeline from what i read because i i def when i when we when i did pick it up and I, and I was anxious i was anxious to get to page one and i saw the artwork i saw the direction of like where they, it looked like they were setting it up they got this new kid on the team they got abel on the team right right people that uh there were four of them that were already experienced they already had some kind of chemistry uh and dialogue is everything for me how your characters talk to each other is what really weaves together the fine fabrics kind of lost me a bit there but then again the art and we go i don't know what they're fighting there's there is though this this group in their world um i guess flying is forbidden so you're not supposed to be able yes. to fly planes it's specifically a government federal thing and then there is without giving away too much um there is um i guess for i don't even know why the air the airspace is restricted honestly but uh whenever they international unified federation yeah so whenever Um, like i mentioned there was a war like there was a war that had happened that i believe is the reason why that that airspace is now restricted of course none of this information is super confirmed but there definitely was some kind of it's kind of a dot 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 in this thing but it it's kind of important it's something that can't be breezed over like why is all airspace restricted unless you're part of the iuf so are they just sky patrol cops why you know why and like why would what would the what would be the purpose of assembling these five kids that are great with planes what are you assembling them for is it just to fight the iuf but then colonel but then you have colonel mars who's thrown into the mix and then you have questions for him as to why did he separate from this super secret group right because um, he was a part of the iuf and he saved yep. one of the characters yeah um, when they were super young so it's yeah. just like there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of dot dot dots in the story like i think that the the concept of fighting against this government organization in which airspace is restricted I like that. I'm not. I have no scraps against that. And I even think the story flow wasn't too terrible. Like I, I, I liked the onboarding of the new character Abel into the group. But just like you had mentioned, there were some dialogue issues that I was just like, not sure how I feel about these kids interacting. Now it didn't sound like adults talking. I can say that the kids sounded like children. They sounded like teenagers in that age group. So uh definitely the readability it didn't sound like uh you know like adult an adult perception of a child these did i, I could sound- agree with that i agree yeah. it wasn't like an old person speaking as a young person 
Correct. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, younger folks, do you like to do? Do you like to do this popular dance? You know, it wasn't. Totally it wasn't for whipping nay nay. Right. Right. <laughs> so let's switch into that part. So if we're talking about the overall plot and the flow or the story, let's focus. Let's focus first on the the characters since they've come up. Right. Um, so from first impression, it looked like they were establishing slip. It's kind of the goofy, reckless comic relief, right? Mm -hmm. Because immediately they're like, all right, we'll get information. Eh, no thanks. And then he goes down like, oh, that goofy guy, right? Then you have Ayana, who is right under Colonel Mars as like the, the, the leader of these mm -hmm. first four. That would be, is that Ayana or is that? Yeah, no, Ayana. Genesis. Genesis with the glasses is not the leader of them. Not from what they initially start as, uh, and right, I think Ayana is right. also Colonel Mars's. Uh, That's his his adopted daughter. His she adopted daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you have Ayana, who's the leader. You have Slip, who's kind of the goofy one. You have uh, Omar, who's super smart. Uh, but I think he he, he almost gives more of the like the dependable quote unquote strong one. Yeah, they're like if like yeah, there's that part with uh with Genesis because Genesis is the one that has the glasses, but she shows right. her combat prowess. But she shows that she's calm under pressure. So like she's the one that the last one to break her cool, and but she but she fights she, as well as the rest of them. She would be like the 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 for for my Sailor Moon fans. She's the army of the group. She's definitely a Sailor Mercury. Smart, intelligent, but also capable, you know, with the hands. I think Omar is more like a uh like you said strong dependable, but he's more like the he's he's like the Kuwabara if you watch Yu Yu Hakusho. He's like the second in command like if Ayana's not there, Omar is there to like mm basically hold the group down yeah um, yeah at least that's how it starts that's how it starts that's, anyway. that's where my critique starts to come in because by the time you get through issue two and three then they all blend and they don't each character doesn't seem really distinct from another i say that because there were the after Genesis, and after like issue two or issue three, since we're diving in really deeply, some of the uh, there's this part of dialogue where I guess they lost one of, or they didn't know what to do next because the cover was blown. And the first person to freak out isn't Slip, who shows that he's not serious. It's not Omar, who's the second in command. It's Genesis, who two seconds ago was fighting somebody twice her weight and was like oh he has a lot of wasted movement oh i could do this and i could take him down uh, this was no problem and she's thinking so calmly while she's fighting someone but then yeah. there's a quick question in the group and she's the first one that's like we, we need to get all of this together like if you're gonna establish her as the cool sailor mercury head and you're only two issues in why break that so the the initial establishment of each of these individual characters doesn't get followed through enough for them to be distinct. And also, I don't know if I that's not enough. There wasn't even enough buildup of like, as far as like the characters that we know know about, we get we get full on like we we get to know Ayana. 
we know Ionigus has two really cool has one really cool feat that she does in the story where she saves someone and it's absolutely badass like action movie style style work she gives the work uh, you know, Ayana gets her feet of the book, uh, of the second where, uh, like, uh, Lloyd was saying where, you know, she flips somebody over, does, like, the judo arm hold, like, it's super dope. Uh, judo chop! <laughs> Abel gets his, gets his, uh, gets his time in the first issue when he first joins. Slip even gets his, you know, his moment. Maybe not necessarily, like, a feat, but we get to know a little bit more about his character when he's getting beaten up by mosquitoes in issue two. Like, we get yeah. to see the character. But, what did omar do omar rec rescued genesis but he had like two words <laughs> he doesn't really do much he's he doesn't just there do much. and like i think that's in you have you have five characters five main characters that you're dealing with and we really only get to explore four of them because abel we meet at the beginning and it he, revolves he around just, him and, for the most right. part it's it's like basically Abel is is the main main character seconded by Ayana. Then of course then it's like Slip and and Genesis are kind of in the background. But we don't see Abel do much of nothing. Abel's kind of just like a passive player in his own story, which mm -hmm. is it's it's just it's not annoying. It's just more like it's kind of a like wasted potential. It's definitely giving Chad vibes from like Bleach. Like you've got this guy right hand of the father left hand of the devil and nothing it's just like all? you've got Crazy. this guy and you know like i have no doubt that omar is literally that guy the the way that he carried himself in in the first issue he definitely gives off the vibes that i can lay down the law but we never see him lay down mm -hmm. the law in the first three issues which is uh, and you know, I always like to say, well, let me not judge something too hard until I've seen the rest of it. But mm -hmm. like everybody else in the first three issues has had at least some kind of feat or something to define their character, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's sad that Omar didn't get that opportunity to shine in any kind of way, you know? Maybe like a deep introspective or a moment. Like they're around a campfire and I don't even think he says two words during that whole situation. I can't tell how half of them came to see or meet senator shields one of them was adopted by him the other one got driven to the base but are you slipped. talking about colonel mars yeah colonel mars so with colonel mars um you know ayana was adopted abel was driven there to like set the set the tone omar no clue genesis no clue slip no clue also there's this interesting blurb of dialogue that happens in issue two between uh between ayana and abel where ayana asks abel how did you how did you learn like basically how did you learn to fly so young that's that i think it's almost a word for word and it made oh, me stop no, she said at like, such a young age right, yeah, right, at right, such right. A young age how did you learn to fly at such a young age but visually they've got to be if 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 there is an age difference they literally cannot be more than two years tops with ayana being like 16 abel being like 14 and i don't i, I don't think that's the case yeah I, yeah like, that's that's also that, that is no kind of weird way that they cannot that, that they can have such a big age age difference or any yeah. like and don't get me wrong 
I literally, I had to think about it. I was like, okay, let me put myself, let me put myself in my 16 year old shoes. And I look at somebody who's younger than me. They're the same size, and by the way. Right. They're, and they're the same. They're, they're basically, they're just, they're, they're like, they could be brother and sister at, uh, age-wise, like maybe a year apart. So there's yeah. literally like, you're so young. Sense. How did you do it? How old right. are you? It, just it as old sense. as you. <laughs> it makes no sense story-wise for her to have that line of dialogue. What would have been a better line of dialogue instead is had she said, oh, well, how did you learn to fly so well? Because only thing that he'd done in the story was use VR equipment to fly. How did you learn to fly so well without a real plane? That would have made more sense story-wise because he states at the beginning of the story, uh, the only plane, I've, the only way I've ever learned to fly was through VR. That's a better statement to me. That makes more sense. But that for her or given that dialogue text to someone actually older. Right. Uh, not not Colonel Mars though, because he already saw the potential before the, the issue started. But it, yeah, but someone... when they broke out the senator, but also the senator took over his plane, and and, and you knew know how I'm to not, pilot like said, that mug too. So did I, I'm not trying to spoil but nothing. Question, it's definitely... question, question. So if they're fighting the in the the International Unified Federation, yes. But the senator has a political position. Uh, senator Shields, we don't know what her. We know that she's a senator, but, but of what we know not. We know not of. Of what and how important is she to we be? We don't even know age. what the Unified Federation is of what Unified the, the Unified Federation There's, of the International Unified. That, Federation. that poses a whole another thing. You brought this person was important enough for you to face robots other kids in remote controlled planes. No, not other and kids. Other kids came later. No, I'm, but this whole enemy side, those same robots were there with the kids. So it's from that side. IUF has their own kids. But when they blow up those planes, nobody's in them because they're controlling theirs remotely. That's but true. you're fighting this whole enemy side to get to this senator that's in this apartment suicide squad style. But we don't even know why she was important what it, she wasn't married to colonel mars from what i can tell no, and she didn't have she's basically like the brains but like that makes sense because she's like later on we find out like she built a good portion of like the stuff she's like the brains behind the operation so to speak so like there is she's definitely important but as far as like what position she holds for them to call her senator is, is she just senator in name because i thought it was a cool namesake to give her or is she like an actual physical senator that we don't know but i mean her first name was senator i mean her first name could be senator but they specifically call her the senator in the but i don't call you the black in culture it's like if that's going to be her first name the first name last name you know there's just this this story just has so many interesting like okay so like real talk brass tacks here the story isn't bad. I think this, and, I, and I'm not even like trying to hype it up, like trying to save it. Like I don't think the story is bad. But what 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 pulls me out of the story? One, the the, the pacing. I think I mentioned it earlier is so gosh darn fast. In the first issue, it literally feels like I'm whipping my neck around because we introduce Abel. Abel starts flying. Then we then now they're on a, now they're on their first mission. Literally in the first six pages of of the of the of the comic yep. all the character building 
happens later on i'm just like whoa whoa whoa! wait a minute wait a minute he just got here like yeah. you know if you're the new kid and and like a, a a group of four friends there's gonna be some like maybe not abrasion but there's always like that little bit of like i gotta get over learn i gotta get over being the new guy in a new in a situation of four established friends you've got four you people know, it would have been cool if he was mid-combat but since he didn't have combat training he gets overpowered and then omar steps in and just manhandles a guy and is like we know you haven't been trained on that yet or they're trying to do a formation and he doesn't know what that formation's name is called even though right. he's this expert instead of throwing in a gundam transformation out of nowhere Oh, we're in these old school planes while the other side has these super high tech planes, but we're old school and we still could whoop them. Right. Something where it's like they have to overcome it to prove that chemistry can be built. Or what about when Genesis actually gets shot down? Why was that not everybody's first mission? No, they tried. Remember, they went to. So in the in the first issue, when they're in their training simulation, uh there's like these robots they come genesis is genesis's plane that that that, that's how it goes genesis's plane gets shot down and she gets shot down some miles out during that time basically they go they try to go and get genesis like they start freaking out like yo can we go get her and basically colonel mars and gina she's like the mechanic of of this story they say no don't worry about it you've got bigger fish to fry and then that's why i said well that's breakneck speed because we just saw someone get shot out the out the air and now we're talking about we gotta go save homegirl what are we doing here so confused um yeah they could have taken they could have taken an issue and just seen that would have been that would have been a dope side thing we're like at least for half an issue we see omar save genesis he's been silent and stoic this whole time he could have been the 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 completely quiet one right completely quiet until all the the side bubbles that usually a narrator has now it's omar's thoughts while he goes down saves genesis and like this is their brief like okay he's been quiet but here's a hint to how serious and how dependable and and sturdy he is and then after his exposition now it makes sense why he's quiet for the rest of the thing you know i think i think from what we can tell is the expectation was exceeded by the art but for the storyline especially from maybe maybe it's because it's a kickstarter and you want to show and reward the people that fund you directly because it's not just a production company or a studio this is people maybe you set so many promises i.e showing enough action showing enough stuff that's like oh gosh this oh gosh that that." no but maybe not but like we can tell from the writing there are so many different elements that didn't have time to get fleshed out so we have these characters that just blend together after the first issue like basic introduction first uh everybody gels i guess everybody has chemistry anybody can say these dialogues i mean technically don't they don't really have like much of a choice by the end of it i'm not gonna say why but like i don't think i definitely agree with you this art precedes the story but the reasoning behind that i don't think has well just from like my knowledge of kickstarters 
Yes, it is often where when you launch your Kickstarter, you're typically anywhere between 50 to 60% done with your book. Sometimes people have a fully finished book and they launch their Kickstarter just so they can kick back some of the funds from it. But depending on how how the artist runs the book, I would be, I would, I, for three issues and a Kickstarter, I, I can't remember how long it took for the kick, for the rewards to come out, but I would almost be certain to say that I think that the story was was completely done, if not like the last little bit of coloring need to be done in this book by the time the Kickstarter was backed and funded. So I don't think the Kickstarter is the issue. I think it fundamentally comes down to a script writing and overall it's a it's a writing thing that needs to be addressed um, yeah. in issues going forward. I think that, and I and I can only speak to this be, I, I speak to this from experience and I speak to this from a place of understanding because uh, even though I haven't said it, I am currently working on my own comic book right now. It's it's really difficult, especially because Marcus, who did the art, also did the story. So mm -hmm. I know that he's an artist doing a story. And I always tell people there's two different ways when you're making a comic book. There's two different perspectives. There's the writer that's making the art. There's the writer that has to connect to the artist to put out a story. And there's the artist who has who wants to put out their own story and tries to do it that way. Mm. When you're the writer and your main and all you do, you have no artistic ability. The only thing you do is writing. Nine times out of 10, the writing, you can tell that there is a different essence to the writing because that writer has spent gosh darn years pouring over each and every sentence of their story. I'm not so saying we're this circling is around to the same thing. It, it yeah, does pretty much are. reiterates that point yeah. that, you know, the, you could tell an artist, it, the artist portion the artist. had the he expertise, but the story couldn't, but he, couldn't right. He could, he could have. He could have definitely took a little bit more time in the script writing. I, I saw that he definitely had help writing this script with from Greg Burnham. Um, if I'm not mistaken, did did Greg also work on Search for Sadika? Because uh, I, I know I that he did. Yeah, no. Greg Burnham, Shannon Sappinger for the line work. Um Yeah, Greg Burnham was the main writer for Search for Sadika. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. Greg Burnham was in there too. So he had help with the writing. So I think that definitely the story is not awful and you can tell that there was love put into it. But I think maybe two more weeks on a writing workshop, sitting down, flushing out that that script a little bit better. And overall, I think he'd have a phenomenal product because the art is already 10 out of 10 no notes. If we can just get that story, flush out some of those story elements with the characters and the storyline. Just take more time. Yeah, take so, more time. Honestly, I would the art is so good i am willing i'm not I talking about it. the art i'm saying I'm for saying, like the there could be an issue ded dedicated to like some of these elements that rush like right the some questions need issue answers and it doesn't what I'm is doesn't is that take away i would i would wait for if if, the, if he had a storyline say another three issues if he wanted to break that down into if it required it into two more volumes like instead of three issues it would be six issues in order to get to the point i think the story holds me enough where i'm interested enough to see where the story goes um depend hopefully it uh we get that though um but no more no more chit chat on this i think we, we we've we fussed enough over this what then is what would what you rate it i'm gonna rate it a a medium roast um 
not just action again not because of the art i think the art definitely does help my rating but i give it medium mostly because i see so much potential in the writing i think the story overall has a direction and i want to see where that direction goes and because i like the the creators themselves i am slightly biased but i think genuinely i would like to see the story grow i want to see what's next for these characters i just need the story elements to get better um i think i'd give this one more volume if nothing improves from what we've discussed here i probably would end up dropping it at that point but mm. medium's where i stay um uh, i'm 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 on the fence between medium and dark honestly but I'd, I'd give it a I'll give it a medium because the the art itself carried. I can tell it was a, it was it was a passionate art artist creation. But there there were several things with the writing that you could tell the art came first. I could tell yeah. in several pieces the art came first. So you have this idea. OK, they're Tuskegee Airmen. Right. But they're like kids in the future right but I, I have these ideas for weapons whether i do or don't i'm gonna put it in this art because it looks cool everything looked cool but how do you get there and if the and if the journey to get to these elements doesn't lead up to it then there's no real payoff it doesn't match the emotion that gets there it, there's such a stark contrast between the two i'll settle on a medium because i let i at least finish issue one through three i saw yeah, the yeah. cover art for issue four though i do want to pick that the art is always going to get me for this it's just it's just too good i'm i'm more objective I'm because i don't know them yeah but, i mean i'm interested to see what happens in issue four i mean I'm not going to spoil anything, but it does leave, leave off on a pretty interesting cliffhanger. So I kind of want to see what happens from there. It um, does. It, it does. But the, the cover art for issue four, as I see from their, from their, uh, from on their website. Right? So tuskegeeairs.com, you can actually see like the issues that come up. Uh, and it looks dope. I yeah, want to see. I, I do, Definitely give it I do some wanna, arcane vibes. Ain't going to hold you. Yeah, uh, I do want to. It's one that you definitely after like reading it and going through you you want to give it more chances in spite of so i'll settle on a medium it's not that, one i'm like i'll never want to read it but oh, yeah no definitely not that i yeah. i would be willing to give this book a chance absolutely yeah. um i'm very dedicated to hopefully seeing this book um make some interesting changes but without further ado let's move over to the next book on our coffee table uh issues zero and one of search for sadika um brief overview of search for <laughs> i'm so sorry not sure what language i was trying to say but nothing came out um overview brief overview of search for sadika is basically it's set in 1920s era um during right i would say right around and in the actual era of the uh is it black wall street is did that also happen in tulsa i could take this one over no no don't do you did that. The, you did the first one you did the don't first one let me introduce this one because i'll tell you I'll, I'll start off with the timeline so it's specifically may through june of 1921 in okay. Tulsa, it's okay. directly I before. See somebody took extra notes. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, we be reading and writing out here. Yeah, you know I mean, so, but yeah, it's immediately before the Tulsa massacre. That's where it oh, first starts. What's doing? You just want to talk about it? Fine, go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 exciting, and it's from the same it's from the same people. 
So, of course, writer-creator Greg Burnham, line work, as mentioned before, by Shannon Sappenter and Patricia De... I feel like that's De Gleason. De Gleason. I, said, I feel like that's the Geisen. Don't, don't ask sure. me about any kind of language. Yeah, I'll see if somebody it. pronounces it. But uh, but Patricia de Geisen also did coloring on top of the line work and lettering. Uh, cover art done by Marcus she, Williams she as well. She did everything. She yeah, did everything. Renaissance cool woman. Absolutely. Full illustrations. Yeah, yeah. So the um, as far as the backstory goes, you have Sadika, who it all revolves around. You also see um, her dad, Tim, who is the owner of the bank. Um, her cousin, who she grows up with, is Albert. Um, and he's bullied um, in, I think, issue zero is the one that I saw, where Albert is being bullied by Vernell. That's not an overview, by the way. That's it's not starting. Over- it's starting no, off. No, no. You it, have to overview, brief overview. Let it breathe. Oh. Let it breathe. So... The, so you start off in this era. This is before because issue zero starts before the massacre and then issue one starts roughly after. So you start off first with Sadika already wearing boots with a dress and Vernell and the Gru are, are picking on Albert or whatever. So you already see from the jump. She's the type that's adventurous and kind of, you know, tomboyish or whatever. Um, a proposition is made. Um it, it really kind of parallels what happens with the Tulsa massacre. Uh, the what happens before, what could have possibly led up to it, like her dad is involved with it. Some tragedy befalls the family home after he denies a proposition from a close, quote unquote, close friend. Um, and I do like issue zeros now, kind of a side note, because they they're set, even though they're in the same time and place you get two sides of a very similar coin or question. So it all revolves around the fact that she post-tragedy is the only one in her family that escapes her home secretly um, after this denied unfair proposition gets presented to her dad. And they're trying to put it all up to rest by finding her but she doesn't realize how special she is quite yet uh, by the time you get into issue one she has this companion that she doesn't even understand it's not a person it's a thing it's a familiar that's trying to guide her towards california for some reason and her journey forthwith to really discover why she's being searched it's not just we left the girl it's we've left the girl so you start at the very beginning so uh, diving into it as far as the individual elements let's start with the artwork mind you it's by the same hands from Tuskegee Airs but ah no like because Marcus uh for search for Sadika only did the uh cover art he didn't do the actual like interior however I will say the interior art is very reminiscent of Tuskegee Airs. Um, definitely has the same level of artistry, skill, all that good Jazzle Maz. Um, yes, I said Jazzle Maz. Don't judge me. Um, I think if I, if I, like I said, the art in both of these comics is literally no notes. But if I could highlight some of my favorite parts of uh, Search for Sadika, I love how it kind of the whole comic until you get to issue uh like the very end of issue one 
almost has this like grayscale sepia, not grayscale, this sepia overcast of like you're watching an old timey movie. To me anyway, it definitely had like that look to it. And then when right after, you know, tragedy strikes for her, everything kind of comes into color. Uh, I liked all of that. I liked that about the art. I liked that of just like with Tuskegee Airs, diversity on 10, everything looked beautiful. Um, I, I just, the character design, top tier, everything, it, it's, it's just, it's a very good, very good art. Just, just that's it. That's all I got. It's very good art. There's really nothing else to be said about it other than it's very good art. It didn't overpromise. It, the cover I, art didn't give a weapon we never saw. Respectfully, I'm not, it's not a dig, but like when you no, see, no, when you see true. what's on the front, no, I'm just saying when you see what's on the front, you it's, it keeps it very issue. I think it's issue zero that has, it's just her standing in like a room where there's shadows in the doorway. Was that zero or, or one? No, uh, it was zero. It was zero. No. Cause I read that second. It so, wasn't a room. I think she's on like a ship. Not on a ship. She's in like a tavern because you see tables and like a bar in the back. Was that the tavern for issue? Yeah, one? I think she. It, I. Th but the way I saw it, she ended up in that room in that position. So it was instead of doing like an abstract concept art that kind of hints at elements you might see. It's she gets into that room at some point. So that right. that specifically promised and it's a very minor thing that i'm only pointing out because i've seen as an avid comic book reader where sometimes they might do like a family portrait right they might do mm -hmm. like a family portrait like imagine if tuskegee airs had the family portrait concept art where they're all sitting around a plane that is one of their variant arts which would have been a great one for the front cover art but for sadika both issue zero and one i don't know if they have any more now but issue zero and one kept it very straightforward and hey this is sadika with a dragonfly next to her and then you see sadika and a dragonfly next to her and very early on that's true sadika in a bar room uh sadika is in that bar prepared to fight like she looks so it goes this is what's going to be in the story here you go and it's gonna look just as good and it does so that little bit goes a long way um, I, I i can see i can see where you're coming from there um i think that another thing that the art does really well of selling the story is that there are moments in the story i i, I specifically speak of the scene and, and john you'll know what scene i'm talking about issue one at the very end where homegirl is in the cell dude's looking through the cell and there's just overcast over her you don't know where she's been the entire issue it's those moments of this that just ooh chills and you it like nothing had to be said nothing was really said in that moment you don't even know i'm not even going to tell you who it is or what happened but just know that there's a scene at the end of issue one where you're just like ooh chills you know mm. something that you, you just know that the next issue everything gonna pop off and i love that it does a really good job of cliffhangers in both the zero issue and issue one it's a really good job just the art alone of 
saying everything that the dialogue doesn't even have to say. I really like that about um about Search for Sadiqa's art. Yeah. Yeah. It's this one has this one has unity. Uh that like the pacing doesn't go too fast. Sure they, they does pick, not. They picked enough panels for a question. Cause nobody can really say, okay, if I want to make this bad guy look evil is there a set rubric for how many pages or how many different panels you can put you can have a goal but mm-hmm. when you're writing you have pages and pages that you can write and paragraphs and paragraphs for a book comics are totally different sometimes you can see the mismatch where like say for example a writer that's used to putting out novels is now tasked with putting out a comic you're going to have a lot of you may most likely have a lot of dialogue bubbles that are paragraphs and then it becomes distracting because they're used to writing like that for emotion to convey. But for Search for Sadiqa, they nail it. They nailed yeah, showing her interesting. They, sh- they nailed showing her defending her cousin and then, OK, we flesh that. We show how he is. Where does he go in issue zero? Then issue one, does he show up? Does he not? Um, each of the even the, the the minor characters like Miss Helen, who was her teacher. That cool. sounds more. Are, are we in the story now? Are we we discussing story elements? I thought we were. I thought we were still doing a. Oh, artwork. My bad. Artwork. My bad. bad. No, yeah. no, no. It's good. It's good. It's good. I was with you, but I was just like, um, homie, where are we at? <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, no, you, it's cool. It's cool. Shift straight into story. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So right. so now we're switching to like, uh the story itself um switching to characters so how did the i was going into how the characters kind of grabbed me as far as unity goes because the thing is it matches with the the artwork matches the characters the story and pacing and the the page layout and flow there's not there's not there there aren't many notes on it um because it worked so as we transition into talking about each element that we appreciated for what we read and observed you know what are your thoughts on it for the overall story um i gotta say search for sadika absolutely uh surprised to me um i consider myself to be quite the lover of of uh what is that called historical fiction historical fiction is a small guilty pleasure i never talk about um but i love historical fiction uh from freaking Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, super stupid, but uh, I loved it. Um, I love, I love. Uh, if you're talking about comics, another indie, uh, Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, loved it. Um, I love period pieces. So Search for Sadika hit me right in my heart because I was just like, ooh, it's a, it's a, it's a historical fantasy. Love it, and it really did a good job of taking the historical because sometimes you'll get to historical fantasies and like they'll just completely take out all the historic part of the fantasy like it could literally be set in like 1832 and in america and they're like oh black people are just free around this piece like no jim crow and i'm just like bro what (laughs) what are we talking about (laughs) i've seen that i've seen that happen 
really, really put your mind like, what are you doing, bro? Like, niggas was in chains. <laughs> Why do you have this black man walking around here? Like, it's cool. So I, I loved that you really had this, you, you have this historical fiction where it's set in this historical, and, and even though it was fictional elements to it, that was kind of believable. Like, because we always hear stories about like Tulsa and how it was Black Wall Street and what it was like to be in Tulsa before the Tulsa massacre happened. We always hear about like these black wealth, these places of black wealth and these places of black excellence and black peace during these times and, and you know, in the early states. And it just seems so intangible for for us now, or at least in my person my personal opinion, it almost feels intangible. But seeing Sadiqa happy, her daddy's a banker, her mom's a stay-at-home wife. She goes to a private school and like she was living the life, like as good a life as you possibly could have gotten in the 1920s for for a child. Like it was really, it was kind of, it was very refreshing. It was very refreshing, not kind of, absolutely refreshing. But also how the story plays into the Tulsa Massacre, into the narrative. Like it didn't seem like they tried to force the two together. They seemed like actual pieces that could have happened like Sadiqa's story absolutely definitely could have happened or did happen during the Tulsa massacre that's what it felt like from the way the dad interacts when he's talking about you know losing his bank or giving over the bank to the way the teacher talks about about her you know even like they she talks about how she likes she said wet cornbread or something like that. I don't know what what exactly that was. She talks about like eating like a different a kind of cornbread and it was like wet and I was just like, ew, nasty. Who eats wet cornbread? But in the 1920s, in the 1920s, Tulsa, wet cornbread was the bee's knees and she liked it. And I was like, yeah, I loved it. I just loved how everything felt so felt so tangible and made me very happy. And also, the, I just loved, I loved Sadika as a character. She was this bubbly, bright, hardworking child. And you could see like, she, you know, she's the only girl. So, you know, there's, there was a lot of different like small tropes that were put in. Nothing felt like black trauma E. Everything felt like honest. Like this is what black people, this is black people in the 1920s. This is what this kid went through. She's an overachiever. Here's her story. And I, no notes. I liked it. I really liked it. I liked I liked how she talked. I liked how she walked and I loved her interaction with other characters. Um I think the if I if I had to notate anything, um there are some moments that felt super cartoony, but I still laughed. I still super enjoyed it, specifically when Albert is getting bullied. Um there are some moments where I'm just like, "Really?" why why does this sound so so cartoon so so tom and jerry-ish to me to me my personal opinion no one crucify me i personally felt like these moments felt kind of kind of not necessarily like like an adult writing a child piece but definitely like ah um i would have i don't know i don't really know what to expect out of bullies maybe i'm just being too hypercritical at this point i mean they're bullies they're child bullies child bullies i don't know yeah sometimes they just plain don't make sense it just don't make sense so that's why i'm just like ah you know i'm probably being hypercritical here yeah. but that would be like my only don't yeah me you're not supposed to agree oh yeah no i definitely have different things to say i'm just i'm just you know letting you have your letting you have your moment oh 
I was <laughs> I was just reading through some of kind of the notes I had for the story plots. And and I do love the fact that you could tell research was done. And it's those little parts in historical fiction where you're like, this is fiction, so it didn't happen. But then you see all these little elements that tie it, you're like, did it? Right? Did it? So what? did it? Wet cornbread? Yeah, who else knows about that but them, right? Uh I, there were there were some parts with like even though the the plot of course start to finish for the first two issues alone it accomplished a lot not just setting out a lot of elements it accomplished a lot so quickly um as far as like dialogue goes because the devil the devil's in the details sometimes michael's dialogue seems really short um when i think it's issue uh it's issue one where it's like uh the the guy you know the one that set up the bad proposition to the dad it's like yeah. you know your father sent me like after the whole tragedy like, something else could have maybe fit there a little bit but i'm just nitpicking because there was so little to talk about um or when mr wood goes you should have uh should have done it yourself mr wood being the 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 evil the evil palomino dude right over right the the uh her dad's friend like should have done it yourself if if there's that fell off now there was one specific part when they get into the 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 whole bar fight and exchange so miss helen starts at the door and she's the one that hits um uh michael because michael is the guy that set her dad up she so he'll so on the page flow she's at the door she yells michael reaches for sadika across the table helen runs past michael gets behind him smashes him with the vase all while he just doesn't get up and then yes. sadika runs past so that was a little choppy it would have been different if miss helen was already in all miss helen had to do was already be in the room or someone else hits him with the base that was already in the room while she comes in hey you need to leave but it was like you made miss helen do a 40 yard dash to get a vase to break him meanwhile he's still like he if he's lunging that's a two second thing so he's lunging eh, can't reach almost almost maybe, got it um and just to wait for a head base thing maybe he's like slow hamstring running like you think you he didn't run. He just sat there the whole time. Yes. Come on, Sadiqa. I'm almost in your. I'm almost in your range and in your reach. I think I. I almost. It just. It just yeah. would have been awkward in real time. Well, my my brain that. couldn't calculate that. It just didn't. That part didn't make sense. Um, but you. besides that, uh, the it, there was there weren't any like mismatch moments of like having font for onomatopoeia. But they used pow too many times in my head. They were like, you could have done thwack. You could have done, you know, like pop. And like just vary it up just a little bit. But nobody's going to notice the difference. All these things I'm mentioning now, we're like, eh. It's not, a, it's not even a note to take back. But it's something I noticed going through it. Because, oh, punctuation too. Punctuation, punctuation grammar, punctuation. using the wrong your, your or you are. You know, I can't really talk about punctuation just because I am exceptionally bad at yeah. grammar and punctuation. However, comma, see how I put that comma there? However, comma, um, 
I, I definitely noticed that while reading through. It's just, it's something to take into consideration, you know? I think that one of the things I've noticed as we've gone through so many different comics so far, from indie to, you know, big, from small indie to big name indie, is that mistakes in production, or at least I think that mistakes in production happen. It just does. You know, you have your editor, you have two editors, you have three editors, everybody goes through and they're like, yeah, this is the good stuff, this is the meat. And you know, the book gets printed and next thing you know, you have someone on, on a podcast on Spotify saying, yeah, you use three different theirs and three different, in the wrong context every time. Yep. <laughs> and, That's what, yeah. It just, <laughs> it just, it happens, you know, it sucks and, and you try to move on. Just from get it. an editor. Just get an editor. Yeah, just, just get a get a you know do your do your multiple reviews do your editing i think i can say that about a, a handful of the comics that we've had on this on this the show the one thing i would want to say to indie creators is make sure you have an editor someone that's not you someone that's not your friend someone that either a has low stake in your comic or or do a what is it called or do a, a, a test subject, someone to read your comic and script, someone who's not really familiar with your brand or whatever you're trying to put out and have them read it all the way through and give you that, you know, and give you basically what is it, what does it feel like as someone who's reading this for the first time? I think yeah. all of that will save you tons of, tons of embarrassment if you get someone who's super famous saying you used the wrong your, or just could save you some, t uh, you know, make your book that much better, make your book that much cleaner give us that much less to talk about your book. But overall, I think Search for Sadiqa was a solid book. Yeah. Well, so zero and one. Zero, zero issue and one, but solid books. Yeah, yeah. And I have that exact same sentiment. It's good. Uh, it's a it's a good one. I was I was happy to read it. I I couldn't even wait to tell someone else yes, about I, it. I know, I know you 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 stopped my my whole overview of the of the comic. Not yeah at all so do it do it right now do it right now people i'll nah, just edit that out i just icky all i'm saying is uh where are we at now actually we are now at the rating what would you give this book lloyd since i said love last time it's espresso you think it's espresso i think it's espresso i'm going to go with blonde roast um only reason why only the only reason why I'm going with Blonde Rose now you're like, you just gave this book high praise. Only reason why I'm going with Blonde Rose is I think that I want to see a little bit more from the story. I think the story is playing it safe. And you have to read it mm. yourself to get what I'm saying. I think the story is playing it safe. I think the story is about to pop off, but I don't know yet. I don't know if they're gonna take the safe route, the predictable route. Or if they're gonna switch some things up on me. So for right now, mm. it's a blonde, but it is a very high blonde. Like this thing is almost an espresso. But I will be telling other people about it. You need to I see it take a risk. Yes, I want to see the story. Like this uh. is just—I'm very hypercritical when it comes to this. But I read. Listen, y'all. I read so many comics in a day, so many comics in a week, in a month, in a year. I have so many stories in my head, and sometimes stories become forgettable. And a lot of the reason why story becomes forgettable is not because it's bad, but because it didn't take a risk in its story that made me, didn't do something in the story that made it memorable for me. Search for Sadiqa on its own is a very, I think it's a very solid story. Mm -hmm. But in the sea of other stories that I read, 
I think that because of where it's at right now, it could it could take a risk. And I think it'll be that much better and make it that much more memorable for people when we're talking about indie greats. We're talking about like, you know, when we're talking about black indie people, I can say, oh yeah, blah, 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 and search for Sadiqa. Um, but right now, I don't know. Sometimes search for Sadiqa is not the first thing that comes, comes in my mind. Um, but doesn't mean it's a bad book. I highly suggest, actually, I really do highly suggest anybody to read both Tuskegee Airs and Search for Sadiqa. I think both are decent reads. Uh, Tuskegee Air is a decent read. Search for Sadiqa is an amazing read. Um, if you want to get a copy or read Tuskegee Airs for yourself, go to tuskegeeairs.com, grab yourself a copy for Search for Sadiqa. Um, where is Search for Sadiqa available, uh, Lloyd? I believe Search for Sadiqa. Well, Tuskegee Airs had its own website that you could purchase from. I think Search for Sadiqa. Uh, uh, you might be. If I'm not mistaken. I... Oh, you can actually still get it from TuskegeeAirs.com. Yes. Okay, you can. I, w- I yeah. thought so. Wasn't sure. So you can get Search for Sadiqa off of tuskegeeareas.com as well like i said you know it's pretty much by the same people so mm. you know that's going to be there um and yeah that's that's pretty much all that's on our coffee table today these were overall i think that these books are great um i would recommend anybody who's got who has kids and you're like i don't want my kids reading all that Whoa. or you Give- just need a, a good a good black representation like a hero hero, or just something that like these we're we're looking at from adult minds but kids would eat this up it's like this is chomp a dump it up and 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 eat it for the dessert don't don't make it don't don't make it weird but (laughs) but that's all that's all we have for this episode thank you guys again for all of your love and support through all of these episodes i can't say that enough we really really y'all just y'all just y'all just keep loving us y'all keep showing us shout out to the one person from germany and japan i was checking our analytics and i saw that someone from germany and japan is listening to the podcast what's up hey i I don't know any german so but don't that's uh, okay but don't get thank you Uh, no no i was saying that was me stopping i was like but don't get that accent wrong that was not that was that was oh time to go <laughs> we're done we're gonna wrap this up okay thank you guys for listening to another episode of the black coffee cups podcast we love you if you want to find me on socials it's black and culture official except for on twitter uh, tw- on twitter <laughs> dying bro except for on twitter my name is still black and culture but if you find my name is now captain black of the night skins uh militia that's still me <laughs> that's still me i just changed my name <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at me no it caught me off guard you didn't tell me <laughs> <laughs> yeah tldr as quick Got as i can black of the night um, skins <laughs> as quick as possible i can tell you this so apparently 
there are some anime fans out there that don't like the black voice actors or dubbing anime. So apparently it's this new like slang slur term to call black people night skins. But um, I don't know about you, but night skins kind of sounds like a dope ass power. And I just you kidding me. Light skins <laughs> and night skins. Oh my gosh, I'll be a part of that battle. It'd be listen, that. I'll listen. be part of that bio. Yeah. I said I am now Captain Black of the Nice Skins Militia. Um, okay. Sector Sector Ten. Don't don't question it. Warn me what, before you say that shit. <laughs> but yes, a few. But it's still Black and Culture or Black and Culture official on all socials. And what about you, Josh? All right. So yeah, you can find me very 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 simply uh, for the majority of the social media. So it's Space Lloyd 8, two L's, don't forget it. Space L-L-O-Y-D, the number eight. You could find me on Twitch where I stream all the time. Usually Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Uh, even D&D might be on there too. Uh, Twitch and Instagram and Twitter are all Space Lloyd 8. Uh, on Facebook, you could even catch some of my gaming clips at, at Space Lloyd Gaming or on YouTube at Space Case Camp. And that's it. Awesome. Thank you guys again for listening. And you've been listening to the Black Coffee Comments podcast. Check us out whenever we drop our next episode. Love y'all. Bye.